Bad News Army, what up? It's Sunday, another episode. You didn't believe us. You thought we were going to skip a week. I know you did. Anyways, I forgive you. Dude, today's guest is real, real important to me. Like, I can't stress it enough. Like, a guy I really look up to in the game. Uh, when I heard that he was going to be a guest on the show, I got really, really excited. And, man, I did so much research to bring up questions. And I could have asked him questions all day. We only had an hour, so I had to pull out the best ones I could. So, eventually we'll bring him back on. But today's guest is none other than Benny Gold, American streetwear designer. He's the founder of the Benny Gold fashion brand and the boutique store in San Francisco. He's left uh, the clothing world and now moved on to the agency life. He breaks down his come up story, how he eventually moved to San Francisco on a whim, how he got his first job, how he eventually met Keith Huffenagel, so much more. Straight gems, I guarantee it. He dives into his creative process, explains his belief in success and how it's really about happiness. Man, this one, I can't, I can't hype it up enough. Thanks so much, Benny, for doing this for us. Um, guys, jump on this one. Enjoy. Thanks. Hey, yo, bad news. Fuck going on? There he is. Oh, wow. Hey, guys. How are you? Legend status. What's up, Benny? What's up, man? Good to see you guys. Good to see you, man. How is, uh, how's the beautiful pandemic going? <laughs> <laughs> man, it, it's actually been, not been so bad, you know, other than how sad it is and, you know, the state of the world. Yeah. Like, having more time with my family has been, been great, you know, and less commute's been, been kind of wonderful. It's crazy. Yeah, that too, for sure. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. Some like I think I was with Ben and Bobby, and maybe Aaron, or maybe it was me and Aaron. It was me, Aaron, and Ben a few weeks back. We were sitting at Uncle Polly's, and Ben's like, you know, for some people this is really bad, (laughs) but for some people this has been really good. (laughs) Yeah, that's like like the weird flip of the coin scenario. Yeah, you always got to look at the bright side and, you know, of everything, but it's, it is a very sad situation for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, but, uh, but we're fortunate enough we're in a situation where we could, you know, we're not losing jobs or our lives or anything, you know? Right. right. And as a graphic designer, you can kind of work from home regardless. Oh, I've been working by myself for years. I've been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, I've been getting ready for this for, for a decade. <laughs> yeah. My whole life has been ready. I've been working up to this moment. <laughs> I feel like I've had it. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. Well, Benny, man, this is a, this is a straight honor. Yeah, uh, this is, is going to be a really, really fun episode for bad news. We got Benny gold. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm usually the guy that does all these intros of like, who's on the show, but I'm going to have Matt like be like, Oh man. Yeah. Like Matt wow. is, I'm, I'm pumped, but Matt is like, this is, this is going to be, be so like fun for us. It's a thing for me too, because like part of the reason I even got into graphic design was because of Benny. So it's like, I was like a, like a, just a, you know, a lost youth and I stumbled across your brand and kind of inspired me to venture down that path. And I was always like, really wanted to be like you and start a, a clothing label. So guys today on the show, we have no other than Benny gold, um, graphic designer first and foremost and brand owner and just all out just creative that's done so much and inspired so much and touched so much and skate and so many places that you won't even know like I think that's going to be the cool part of the story that we're going to get to today is how many places Benny's been and and done and things that 
you, you might have seen that you wouldn't even know. So today, thanks for being on the show today, Benny Gold. Man, I appreciate that. That's a, that's a really nice intro. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. I was like, uh, I'm from the Bay Area myself. So as a kid, I was always just really like looking around for like, you know, stuff that wasn't, was Bay centric, you know, like uh, yeah. very uh, close to myself, you know, because, you know, the California is, I feel like it has that hard split, you know, and it's always SoCal always gets the, the bigger shine in the, in the scene. And, er, and I felt like in that early 2000, 2000s was like a perfect time for, for San Francisco movement and, and everything. And that just really was like, I found your brand real early on in the works for jerks quote, I think stood out to me the most. And I just was like, Oh man, I'm in love with this. What is this? And I like <laughs> ventured down a rabbit hole that I was like forever, <laughs> forever fascinated about. I love it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Someone once told me though, saying that you have to really own where you're from first before tackling, taking on the rest of the world. Cause so many people start with these dreams of like, I'm going to be the best in or, you know, New York city or the world or, you know, but you, if you're not hot in your own town, then you right, dude. You know, I, I live by that. That's so funny you said that. Yeah, I mean, if that's like good about music too. If like when you touch down, people should be like saying your name. You know, like yeah. that's how you know like you're hot in the streets. Yeah. yeah, you're not ready to move on yet until like you're hot in your own neighborhood. You know, you know it was right. crazy too. I was like going on uh, the the internet trying to just dig up some random facts for today's you know questions and stuff, and I there's so many Chronicle articles too. I was just like amazed by how many times you've been written about too i was like oh my god (laughs) but then the chronicle also is kind of sus because it has like a little you got to pay for it feature and so i I eventually was like all right i'll buy it because i want to read these but fuck it you know yeah that's annoying right window (laughs) well uh without further ado let's let's get started yeah Yeah, tell us like uh tell us the the give us like the short story yes and then we'll start asking questions from florida more or less and then you know you can continue on yeah 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 how did benny gold start (laughs) Well, I'm from Key West, Florida, which is a small island off Miami. And everything I was into was not on that island. Right. You know? Like skateboarding, punk rock, graphic design, you name it, it wasn't there. So as soon as I turned 18, I was out of there. I moved, you know, to the mainland, went to college, studied design. And the only reason I wanted to study design and stuff was to get my parents off my ass because I just wanted to go skateboarding and they wanted me to do something because none of them, neither of them graduated college. And so they wanted me to, you know, it's like everything you want your children to be better than you, Mm -hmm. you know, so they kind of pushed me to figure it out. And so art was the only thing I liked other than skateboarding. So I went to school thinking I'll just get them off my back for like a quick little, you know, degree, you know, like a two year shitty little degree. And then I, I got there and fell in love with art. And decided I'm going to pursue it and, you know, and got a BFA and stayed longer, put moving to California on hold until after I graduated. Because you didn't, you didn't go to just like a regular college though, right? You went to like a prestigious art school, right? Yeah, I went to a really good art school. But <laughs> at first I went to this shitty little art school in Miami, which oh, okay. was like just an associate's degree school. Like, and I was only there a year and realized that there's, there's something to this design and it's actually really cool. So then I transferred out to a really good school and I just was looking around at like what schools are close enough but far enough away. And then Savannah College of Art and Design, you know, popped up and I was like, oh shit, I had these videos as a kid called Savannah Slamma, which is these old skate videos from yeah. the 80s. And I was like, all right, I'll go there. That sounds good. <laughs> I know that place. <laughs> Skating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Everything kind of revolves around it. I love that. Yeah. But graduated, made my way out here and, you know, and started getting my stuff out there. Like I was made some stickers, put them around town. People started getting 
you know, used to and, and recognized me with it. And then I was at this, man, SF was so different back in the day. There was like all these like abandoned buildings. When and, did you move to SF, Benny? Uh, 98. That was a good time. At least my whole background, I mean, skateboarding is always been one of those big things in my life, but graffiti was a huge thing. And the people that are in my life, like they were all living there around that time. And graffiti and SF was an awesome movement around 96 to 99 was like great years. Oh, that was great. I mean, we had Twist and Vegan and MQ. and I mean, we had a lot. Saber, Revoke, (laughs) Zed. I mean, like everyone was there. It was, it was graffiti land at, at that point yeah and i think that's why i started making stickers just because that was part of the culture out here right you know? and we'd pasting posters and that type of stuff and then i went to this party that was in this abandoned movie theater and baron mcgee came up to me and he's like yeah you're the you're the guy who does those like stay gold stickers right and i was like yeah and he's like you should put it on a shirt if you did i'd wear it and wow. so i went home wow. that day and i like figured out how to make a shirt of my fucking kitchen and then i went looking for him you know i don't think i ever, <laughs> don't think I ever gave him the shirt but I, he was the, he was the initial seed for that wow that's fucking that's great awesome. I didn't know that. that was awesome i have a couple of barry Mag- i'm like literally looking at a few yeah, barry books right next to me right now oh he's the best yeah it's amazing so uh, did when you came out to uh, um, san francisco originally did you already have a job or did you come out here just kind of like on a whim and just like seeing if you could make it happen no i, was, I graduated college and i was thought i was going to move to new york to like be with my live with my aunt or cousins or something like that and there was this kid that i haven't seen in like a couple years and i was walking home and he was like what are you doing and i was like uh, i don't know i'm trying to figure it out he said, well, i'm leaving for san francisco in the morning and i was like oh shit okay i'm coming with you and that was it wow <laughs> oh, okay wow wow yeah because i always wanted to come out here i just couldn't figure out how to get out there you know what i mean because i only had like a thousand dollars or something from graduating you know <laughs> what i love about a lot of people on on the on our podcast is like it usually like i only had a thousand dollars and i made the decision <laughs> and that's it my life. it's just like i'm like bro it's like now a thousand dollars doesn't last you like a week so were you um were you running around in like the the circle with with keith or was this like a did did somebody introduce you to keith or how did how did that like relationship start yeah that was actually years later i mean i met him in 2002 so I was already out here for okay. a couple of years and I kind of established myself in the skate community a little bit just through skating and designing flyers for any, anyone who had a DJ night or whatever, you know? Were you doing graphics for any skate brands early on? Uh, yeah, anyone who would take me, but that stuff really started kicked off after I met Keith. Like right. he's the, he was the one that really like, you know, gave me the stamp of approval. Cause back then um, you really needed a stamp of approval from somebody to get your foot in the door. It wasn't like now where you could like promote yourself and, right. you know, and, and get yourself known. Like you actually had to have somebody be like, yo, this kid is okay. The vouch. Yeah. And, and that's time, gone now. Times were definitely different yeah. back then, man. Just it, everything. Also like, I was always wondering too, like in the skate community, was it really like, I always consider graphic design kind of like having a truck. Cause everyone mm-hmm. always thinks you can like just move their stuff for free for them. Like, Hey, can you just help me out real quick? <laughs> You know, can you just do this? Is that, And I know, I know that like, especially if it's your friends and stuff, like it had to be hard originally for like people. You're probably just like, I'll help you out. But like, when did you get to like decide, hey, I need to make some money off this or how can I, was it all like, was there a trade or a bar system? Like, or did you originally just be like, nope, it costs 50 bucks for a flyer? No, I was doing everything for free. I mean, I took right? everything from like every skate shop logo slash, you know, board graphic or whatever. I didn't care. 
Yeah. You just, just okay, cool. I, I always wanted to like, I always tell the young, young kids coming up to just to like, just do as much as you can, you know, like don't worry about the cost or the yeah. price or the, the turnover for hours. Like just try to create as much work as you can. It's like when the thousand dollars ran out, that's when I started charging. Money. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know what, you know what it is, is that everybody always wants to know what to charge for a graphic or a logo or whatever it is, but you really charge on based on your time. Like if you have nothing else going on, do it for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, but if I you're, if you're booked up and everyone is like, yo, I need you to design this and that, then you, then you charge because it's like, it's not worth your time anymore. Man, that makes sense. Fuck. Were you always, <laughs> a, as, a, was there, as, a, as a kid, were you always really artistic and like uh, talented as a, like almost naturally gifted in the, or were you like just a kid that just never stopped drawing? Uh, I don't think I was naturally gifted at anything. I think I had to work hard for it all, like nice. including skateboarding and art and everything. I think I've always been passion driven, you know? So if, if I liked it, I put the time in. Okay. I've like never I been like, if, if I, if I stop skating today because I get injured or whatever, I have to relearn it next time. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. I can just step back on out. the board and be where I'm at. Because you always hear that like, Oh, I'm, I'm terrible artist. And it's like, Oh, well, you got to practice. Like if anything, like you, you can't just be like, no one's real. I mean, there probably are some like savants out there that are just naturally gifted, but everything takes like the 10,000 hours in a sense. Exactly. I always try to tell people, like, you can be in, you can draw, you can learn to, you can teach yourself to draw. I think, it's, I think you can teach yourself almost anything. if you. Very true. Can. All you have to do is give a shit. Right. Yeah. I got to start giving a shit about, <laughs> about a few things in my some, life. Some like language yeah. concerns and stuff. I need to start learning some like multiple languages here. Fuck. So let's forward, uh, let's fast forward to 2002. You, okay. how did you meet Keith? Uh, Keith came back to San Francisco to open his first shop. And it was a little, little 200 square feet sneaker store. And it happened to be down the street from where I was living. And one of my best friends, Kyle, started working for him. I think he was employee number two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was doing all Kyle's DJ. He, he would DJ at bars and bartend and stuff. And so I was designing flyers for him for everything else, whatever he wanted, because he was my homie. And then he was like, hey, you want to go skating with Keith and I? I'm like, yeah. And so we went skating one day and we're sitting there after the, skates, after the skate session. And Keith started complaining about like he couldn't find a, get a logo done for his shop and his shop just opened. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Oh, I asked, you know, the guys from Stussy to do it. I asked the guys from DVS and real skateboards, like all the art guys. And he said he didn't like anything they did. And I'm like, Oh, that sucks. But I was super, super shy. Cause he's, he's my hero. Yeah. And then Kyle looks over and goes, Hey, Benny does logos. And I was like, uh, yeah. And he's like, he's like, Hey, you could do a logo. And I was like, I could do a logo. And then, I went home that night and busted it out and presented it to Keith and his, and his ex-wife at the time. And they picked one of the options and, and then he offered me a retainer to do the first run of t-shirts. He's like, all right, we need to do some t-shirts for the, for the store. He, like he had big plans. Wow. So he, offered, he offered me like a monthly retainer and I ran, ran out of my full-time job for a little while. And then I walked in my job and quit and I was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> so did you do the so he has like a you know there's a lot of huff logos did you did you do the original huff logo i did the original one it's like a based on an etch-a-sketch because keith's only thing to me he said was i wanted to be linear and cool because the whole store has no was all linear lines had nothing round in there okay that was, so, that was his only <laughs> that's that was the only only direction he gave me wow so then you've done so many other ones like i think the one that stands out to me is like the quake logo i think he did for huff like really like like stands out the most like the crack 2000 <laughs> the 2006 or 2009 
That was uh, 2000. 2006, because it was the 100 year anniversary of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like, I remember kids are, that was like right when I started getting into like the culture. I was like right around the age where people were starting to be like, this is cool. You know, you got to go <laughs> buy this. You got to go stand in line to get this. <laughs> yeah. And I remember we were stood in line and it was sold out like so quick that I remember like, I remember leaving and going like, what did we do that for? Like, we, we stood in line. We didn't get it. Like, no, that was like the, I think that was like the birth. I think remember like, okay, this is like the, the hype beast movement right. has now begun. Yeah. That was very early in that, in that shoe game thing. Yeah. How do you feel about that movement, Benny? Like, do, do you, because I mean, we're all part of the culture. So I, I want to be careful with how I word things like, yeah. but like, do you find it cheesy of like people waiting in line for hours and like kids just not caring and, you know, pretty much stealing their parents' money to like, cause that's what it is. <laughs> it's just like if their parents only knew how much they're paying for things, you know, I'm talking more of the younger kids who yeah. will go spend such a crazy amount of money. Cause originally the, the skate community was not about that type of stuff. Yeah. I think it's different now, but I think back then it was a very strong part of the community, you know, because they actually had to wait in line and talk to people where now that's all, you know, raffles and that stuff to get yeah. in and, yeah, and, and it's all resale now too. Like those kids weren't resell, reselling that stuff because it was, they weren't worth shit. Yeah. Yeah. They were like keeping it like the grail actually meant like, yeah, they took it home and put it on their shelf and like, Oh, but you actually thought that you were going to be able to skate better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Run faster and jump higher. Like yeah, my mom, I, yeah, I needed airwalks. My mom was buying me East Siders because she was like, they were 30 bucks cheaper. I'm like, do you understand anything? Yeah, <laughs> I got the same ones. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking funny. You know, but I like anything that, that um, promotes a culture, as, as lame as that word is, you know? Cause oh, for sure. Like anything that brings people together and they could talk and have a conversation over it, that's, what, that's what's important. Shoes or skateboarding or whatever it is, that's cool to me. You've always been an advocate for the change in culture in San Francisco too. You know, like when the tech movement came, you wrote that nice little letter about uh, <laughs> how the days have passed and it was a, a San Francisco that you, I still loved, but wasn't as fond of as you once were. Yeah, I think when I wrote that, I was kind of pissed because my rent, my rent got doubled on my store and I was getting, getting kicked out. So I had to like find a new, new storefront. It kind of worked out for the best though. It worked out. I got a better storefront and then the city kept changing and you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I always wanted like, everyone kind of like knows, I guess the story is like, you know, eventually you said, I don't, I'm kind of like the beast that got too big and you're like, I kind of want to make it a passion project again. And you decided, Hey, I'm going to, you know, pack it back up and do other things. We're the whole time you were doing Benny gold, the brand, were you also doing like freelance work for other brands or were you mainly just focused on Benny gold? No, I was mainly fo focused on Benny Gold. I was a hundred percent in. A hundred percent in. So then, when you when you stopped doing it, was it freeing to start working for other brands again? Yeah, you know, I was I was a little nervous that I wasn't even employable anymore, or you know, if, yeah, you know, they're gonna what, be like the, the old man. Is. Yeah, or like, That's if, how even I, if I could even think of solve someone else's problems anymore, you know, like if you're so used to solving your own problem. Because mm. I I turned thirty nine yesterday. And oh, yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I fucking freaked out. <laughs> Dude, 39 was harder than 40. Yeah. My wife was like, are you like on Thursday? She was like, are you okay? I was like, I think it's like starting to hit me. Mini midlife. I'm just kind of like, you know, you wake up and you're scared. You're not, I'm not going to be that cool guy forever. Like, I'm just like, it's scary. It's like, what if I run out of ideas and what if I'm not creative anymore? And what if I'm like, 
what if my boss is, oh, this new kid, like my little brother, let's say he's 25. He's the coolest kid in the world right now. And I'm like, oh man, I'm freaking out. You know, he's like, my brother's already like, I can't believe I didn't make that 30 under 30 Forbes list. I'm like, you were on that list. He's like, yeah, they, I was like supposed to be up for it. I'm like, what the fuck? That, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, he's like, it's just a flex. It doesn't mean anything. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. But I never even got asked for that. And I'm like, dude, like you're 25 and you're already like going like that. And I'm like, I guess things are just different of how people look at things now. 39 and next year I might, I know you just said it's harder to be 39, but I'm probably going to, <laughs> fucking super freak out on 40. <laughs> so then you can make like the 40 under 40 over 40. Yeah, well, hopefully yeah. Truff is like so big where I'm like. <laughs> yeah, peace. Yeah. You, got, you got one more year for the four, under 40 list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I noticed that I was watching Masterclass if, like uh, a couple months ago and I, I think I saw a little Benny Gold uh, guest appearance in one of the episodes. Yeah, my 15 seconds of fame. Yeah, yeah, sitting there at the table. I got a, had a little shoulder lean over there. Don't you love that when the, the man just looks over and he's like, what are you working on? Yeah. Well, he's, well, that, that high five was from Rich Silverstein, who's, I, after closing the Benny Gold brand, I joined uh, Goodby Silverstein and Partners, which is a pretty famous uh, ad agency. Oh, yeah, it is. They, yeah, they did like Got Milk and all the Sega stuff and tons of Super Bowl commercials, but I wasn't sure what I was going to do with myself post brand and I was very afraid of you know what's next for me and like who am I if I'm not on the cover of Hypebeast and all that other shit yeah so the recruiter reached out to me like hey I heard you make to look and make a change and I said I am just not in advertising and and they're like just come and talk to us so I went in and talked to him and I met with Rich and he's he he said if you don't like it don't stay but let's make some cool shit together and that was that was the whole interview wow wow is that like what inspires you is just to making cool shit yeah, you know, and that, if him saying that, that's how I always kind of looked at stuff too. I was like, I just make good stuff together. And and it's been so inspirational work around people like him that are better than I'll ever be, you know? So it's really like, it's nice to be around creatives that I admire and respect now too, instead of being like the boss of something. Because when you're the yeah. boss, nobody tells you you suck or it needs work, you know? It's so good. This no is so fucking no. good. It's amazing. Yeah. You're like, really? <laughs> Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really love it, guys. Yeah, yeah no, you know how it is. Oh, 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 trust me. I uh, fucking know exactly how it is. It's the worst thing ever. No yeah, one tells you, you the. No one tells you the truth. No, you go to like, you'll walk your agenda or some streetwear event or party, and I was like, oh, you're the coolest thing ever, and you're like, I think it could be better, but we'll see. You know? yeah. <laughs> That's what was so good about Aaron for so long. It's like, you know, he was never good enough for himself, yeah. and he's like that's what I loved about him ever since we were little kids. He just didn't matter who told him how good he was. It was just never, he was always like, we are going to put ASR out of business. We are going, you know, we're going to hurt magic. And he did. And I was like, you're, maybe you're not crazy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I was with him the day that, you know, ASR tried to buy him. We just, I remember getting up and we left because it was such a joke. They like still didn't believe in what Aaron's vision was. They there was such a crazy low number. I was like, you guys are idiots. I was like, and you're fucked. And six, <laughs> months, six months later, surely enough, it was over. Wow. Yeah. Aaron's amazing. I he love is. all that He's stuff. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. He really is. 
Really? Oh. Dude, I'm I'm watching oh, you, man. This is like, it's awesome. Oh, I love. Yeah. Oh, you know, I guess I kind of want to talk some more graphic design stuff because yes. I always hear you like do interviews with like tell the story. But and me personally, I just want to know like like more or less like what like how is what's your process like when you get when you get in the computer? Do you like to sketch out beforehand? Do you like and then like I noticed that you know you have like a very unique style, right? It's kind of it's very clean and 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 nice typography and you mm-hmm. very like street sign-esque in a sense like that stuff you did for the golden state warriors right yeah like the golden state warrior awesome. stuff was amazing with the typography work and things like that but even like some of like the branding like logo designs i've seen you do for like coffee brands and stuff like that like how do you how do you how do those ideas come to you like do you do a lot of research and like yeah i do tons of research and i just sit there and I, i'm a firm believer in being unproductive to unproductive you know what i mean yeah like, like and, and that's just like letting your mind wander enough that it could get past all like the obvious ideas, you know, and sometimes that's sketching. Sometimes that's, you know, bullshitting through the internet for a long time, you know, until something hits you, you, you just got to be open to the ideas. You get lost in the internet, Benny, like oh, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like the, just in there all day, just all day, like, all day. Yeah, well, so you, before it used to be design reference books and you have to right. through books to look the fun stuff, stuff. The, fun, the actual fun stuff, to be honest. But now it's just, you know, Google searches and looking, but it's kind of cool because, you know, one search takes you to another thing and all of a sudden your mind right. is someplace you never even thought it was going to go. You're like, ooh, absolutely. Ooh, piece of candy. Exactly. Yeah. Piece ooh, of candy. Yeah. 100%. But, so like, do you have like a certain, like, do you like do it in the morning or in the evening or do you like, like a like the vibe you like to set do you like to like burn incense and like turn on some music like what what, what what's the benny gold secret here uh i I'm, kind of, I'm more productive in the mornings you know but since joining the agency i've had to be learn how to be productive at all times and a lot faster my wife used to make fun of me because i was she always say like you're so slow because i'd like painstakingly you know obsess about things obsess over every little detail but when it's your own brand and your own project no one's telling you what what the deadline is except for you you know yeah yeah i mean you have production deadlines to meet and all that stuff but other than that it's up to you to like you could i could spend weeks on a t-shirt or months you know and just to make it right but now with client deadlines and other deadlines from rich and other people at the agency it's like i'm fast as shit now been a a blessing you know yes I'm always like, I sit there in my office and I'm like shaking because some, I feel like people take a long time, like whether it's like a video edit or, you know, my VFX guys that I work with, with Matt, I, we have our, you know, I know how he works. So I'm like, I'll get Matt stuff when I get Matt stuff. But when it comes to like the VFX or like a restaurant video and like the cuts, not right. It's just like, I'm more like, I always want to be like, I can fucking do it myself. And they're like, no, you can't. And I was like, no, I can't, but can you just get it to me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, I, I guess I'm always like, you know, you just want everything like that, you know, like an idea yeah. comes and you're like, can you have it to me tomorrow? Like this takes like a month. I was like, can you have it to me by Friday? You know, <laughs> like, please, please. Like I, there's, I, I work with one v, like VFX guy and he's from Turkey and he's a great kid, but, Sometimes he works too fast where I'm like, okay, and now I just need this. Can you just get this to me by like tomorrow? I know it probably takes like two months to do, but he's like, dude, I know. And you don't pay me that much money. Like, <laughs> no, but that's what the secret's all, that's what it's all about. <laughs> you, know, you know, I guess you get cocky after a while, you know, just you get spoiled. Yeah. 
I mean, you get spoiled for everything too, because sometimes with the creative process, it comes fast and then you expect it to come mm. fast every time, you know, but the creative process is always such a roller coaster because you get the job or the project and you think, and you're so excited about it. And then you sit down with pen and paper and you're like, Oh, I'm a fraud. Like the gig's up. <laughs> people are going to know, people are going to know I'm, it's, done, it's over, you know? Still keep drawing that same F you always draw. Yeah. Like, oh, here it is. <laughs> and, and, then, and then an idea comes, you're like, oh, I'm a genius. You know? Right. No do, you, do you hit a lot of walls, Benny? Like, oh, all, all the time, every day. Man. Does it get, right. did, how, does it, how do you get over the defeat? Like, is it, de- is it defeating or is it kind of like you just, are you like more like, like a writer now? Like, you know, the block is going to come and you're just going to like, all right, I got to go skate for an hour and come back. Or Yeah, you know, it's going to pass. It's like everything. Everything is going to pass, including this pandemic, you know? Like, yeah. yeah right. I was, I was, I was literally quitting my job at like 4.30 today. I was going up to a meeting. I was like, I'm fucking done. I can't do this anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. somebody, the way they delivered something to me was so off of how it was delivered to them that I was like, that's it. I'm fucked. That's it. I can't do this anymore. Like, it's like, of course I get upstairs and it's like the way it was delivered to me was way different. And I was like, that's it. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, so we're still good. They're like, yeah. I was like, so like, did you think you were not? And I just look at the person and I was like, no, I don't think, I didn't think we were good. (laughs) I'm so dramatic. I'm just like, I love it. You know, you're just like the end of the world is coming. This, these, they said no. <laughs> like, what do you think about what it, are deadlines tough? What do you think about deadlines? Cause I have a hard time. I think like, I'm always like a procrastinator, like the 11th hour kind of guy. I feel like that's when like some of my best stuff comes to me. Yeah. But I, I hate being, I hate like the mental anxiety leading up to that moment is like kind of hard to deal with, I guess. And I always like tell myself, oh, I'm going to get this done earlier in the week. And I just, I could never seem to get around to it. Like, am I the only person that feels that way? Or? No, I think deadlines are really hard for creatives in general because it's not just a job where you could sit down and do the work, you know, mm-hmm. like you could sit down and put in the fucking and put in all the hours and nothing and have nothing to show for it. Yeah, exactly. And, and people would think like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, I just have no, nothing's coming to me right now. You know, you know, I think I, I had a quote, I heard you had a quote once I read it was like that graphic design is like serious work you know that it's actually like almost and i felt that once too i you know i go home and i tell tell people like i just felt like i like went 12 rounds you know i'm tired yeah you know but like they're like what'd you do you just played on the computer all day you're like "Ah, (laughs) i wish oh it's that's i wish i I just like i dream a genie wiggled my nose and (laughs) it should disappear i do that to matt all the time like matt i need you to add this this and that he's like tall you can't put like you can't put it in there i'm like yeah, but I see it in my head. He's like, I know what you see in your head, but it, it, you, you, fit, you just can't All right, do I'll it. All right, redo it. I'm like, yeah. just fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> I already like told everyone job. you were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I already <laughs> told everyone you were going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a normal job. Like if you're doing math equation or something, it, you know, one plus one equals two. So there's, you know, there's a way to figure it out. Yeah. With a creative solution, it could be anything. And, and you're only as good as your last project too. So if you have a shitty thing, then you just look shitty in general. Yeah. <laughs> right. Damn it. Man, we suck. <laughs> you know, I always gave uh, like so much credit to like uh, clothing brands that like did the seasonal thing. And then, you know, oh, not man. only like the seasonal thing, but like you had big collections. You had like, oh, yeah. you always focused on like 10 plus shirts, you know, some, yeah. some cut and sew pieces, socks. There was always like a, and nowadays like brands drop, you know, a collection and it's like three shirts and, <laughs> and a sweatshirt. And That's it's all, all like four dollars. Well, the thing is now is because it, the game's changed. It, it's, it's all direct to consumer now, you know? 
So they're not making all this overseas production and buying stuff in, you know, six months in advance and sitting on it and to sell it. Yeah. So that's why their collections are a lot smaller now because it's mostly printables and stuff that they can easily flip and find. Easy flip and quick turnarounds where before we had to, you know, we were working a year or two, two years out to make like a cut and sew shirt like that. So crazy. Yeah. It's wild. Well, and yeah, like did so and much I was stuff. behind and I was still yeah. behind. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm not like a fashion designer or none of that. I kind of learned it along the way and hired people who are smarter than me to help me out. You know, mm. who are your, um, who are three designers, Benny, that you look up to? Oh, great question. Three designers that I look up to. I look up to the classics, you know, like Paul Rand, Saul Bass, mm. those type of guys. It's awesome. Nice. What you would know, you but, say? Uh, but now there's, there's a ton of great people coming up now. Too. Yeah. There's some new kids that are, that are, that are popping off, you know? Yeah. Um, um, what would you say outside of Huff and Benny Gold, what would you say your three favorite projects were mm. your, from mm. the beginning of your career till now? I know that's a hard question to ask, to answer because there's probably way more than that, but three that just stick three that stick out to you and they don't have to like, I'll, I'll say it like they're not your favorite, but they, they're, they come first, you know, in your head, like you put in work for sure into those three. Yeah. My favorite products to date is definitely my Miller high life mm. um, artist can. Sick. Just, yeah. Just cause I never, that was the first one where we did like, you know, media tours for it. And I got to see it because everything I made before has always been in streetwear markets and that type of stuff. But to see it in the liquor stores and that type of stuff was really cool because it was like yeah. outside of my comfort zone. Dude, yeah. that's so, that's so true. I, I, you know, I walked into Whole Foods yesterday and I saw yeah. the pasta sauce for the first time Yeah, and like, I got the chills and like, I kind of got choked up and Abby was like, what's wrong? I was like, it just never gets old. <laughs> Yeah, it never cool, right? gets old ever. So like, I, I know that that feeling is like you, you feel your whole body feels it. It's really, it's such a good feeling. Yeah, and you know how to get stuff into like a streetwear store. You know what I mean? Like you could get a t-shirt or something into my store or Ben and Bobby's store or whatever, but right. to, but to get something into Whole Foods or a liquor store, that's like out of our world, you know? What are, what are two other projects? That one, that one I, I loved and the Huffquake project with Keith was amazing to me just because it was the first time I've seen storytelling in that yeah. way. Like I had no idea that you could tell a story that well through an experience because nobody was doing it. I like that. I, I love storytelling. That's one of my favorite yeah. things to do with like video work. You know, it's just like, I always love flying out to where like, our new chef is where we, you know, where, where they're at, or you just always want to be able to go out there, get to know who you're partnering up with and, you know, in hospitality or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. But the the only reason that the, we told that Huffquake story so well is because Nike had so many delays on it, you know, because, because there wasn't really any shoe collaborations back then or anything like that. And no one was telling stories, but we, they kept pushing the shoe back and pushing the shoe back. So we kept building and building on it on our own just right. to like fill the time. So by the time it finally released, we we're like, fuck it. Let's rent a store and, and crack the walls and make it look like an earthquake hit it. And, and let's figure out how to make a hoodie and a jacket to, to match this thing. Cause it was right. supposed to just be the shoes and that was it. But then oh, Nike kept oh. delaying the, delaying the, the release date that we like kept f- filling the holes. 
Right. That's kind of cool too. Cause I don't see that happen very often where like Nike's like, all right, we'll make the shoe and, and you can make a shirt and a jack or a sweatshirt that looks kind of like the shoe, you know, and still no, sell it. They're no, like, that, we want all of that. After, after that, they changed it. Yeah. That was, like, that was the last one. <laughs> Cause after that, they took our pattern and put into Nike ID and started making their own stuff and didn't even give us credit for it anymore. Why would they? Why would they? Yeah, it's so Nike. Yeah, Nike. You didn't yeah. come up with it. They did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they realized that we kind of like capitalized on on their release, you know, or yeah, whatever yeah. it was. You made, so, you made profit. How dare yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> we probably made more than they did on that one, but it's, you know, it is what it is. And then my, yeah. third, my, my third favorite project, uh, probably the Warriors one through the agency. Yeah, that was great. And that was really cool because I didn't know where I sat with after post brand, you know, and to go into a warriors meeting, just an agency and them say, Hey, we love your work and we want you to do our t-shirts for the playoffs this season. It was an honor. Not just one t-shirt. Yeah. Not well, I was like, not just how many one. did you end up doing? You did six. Yeah. I think it was four or five. five, I, five think. Yeah. I can't remember. It was for whatever, how many rounds, but, it, but I designed them all in a row. And so they're all poised on how far the team made it that year. So I was like, yeah, if they got knocked out first round, they only saw one shirt. Oh, and you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm a Lakers fan, but uh, you know, I had so many big fans, friends. I was like, yo, you got to go. And then you had that day where you, you opened up the Oracle mm-hmm. and you guys were just pick up the shirts. And yeah. I was like, all right, go pick me up some shirts. I'll wear those. <laughs> I'll wear that shirt, but I'll never wear anything else that has a Warriors logo on it. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, but it was fun. And, and it's cool to see like people bootlegging them on the side of the streets in front of Oracle. And oh, all yeah, that. Yeah. So it's, and I see the cheap I see, ones. I see like, homeless people wearing them, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Um, so when you had, you had the first store and then you had the second store on 20th and then you had the, the pawn shop, which was kind of like the workspace, right? Yeah. That was the workspace. And so when you closed the store, did you keep the ponds, the workspace? Is that still, well, you guys I, still keep no, that? I, I did for a year. Oh, you did for a year. Yeah. And then I closed it actually uh, a year ago, February. Oh, okay. Now you said like, love that front window facade you had there with all like the because i'm like i'm really getting into that like I'm trying to bring back that sign hand-painted sign oh, yeah, lettering and the gold, the gold gilding and all that and just, i follow so out on many guys. like yeah. gold leaf guys and like yeah, like same. sign painter guys and you had like the coolest little little sayings and stuff in there <laughs> oh it's yeah. all it was all based on hip-hop songs and lyrics yeah and the only reason we did that is because San Francisco is so, so, so expensive, you know? So the only place I could get a decent rent was on the grossest, disgustingest street in San Francisco. And the, and the street is littered with pawn shops and sex shops. Oh, okay. So you had to stand out. <laughs> yeah. And so I wanted mine to be urban camouflage. I wanted to blend into the neighborhood so no, yeah. one, bother, no one bothered me. Yeah, that's perfect. So, Makes so sense. I made it look like a pawn shop. <laughs> oh, man. But, is, but SF, now, yeah. is SF still kind of crazy right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be expensive just cause we don't have enough, there's yeah. not enough land, you know, for how many people want to live here and how cool it is. But I mean, it's mellowing out a little bit, but it's, it's expensive, you know, it's always going to be expensive. And, and I remember when my, I moved my, my warehouse to that pawn shops one on sixth street, cause I had a fire in my other warehouse. So I had to leave it. Oh, okay. And then Ben and Bobby and, and Joshy from rebel eight and everybody called me like, it's time for you to move to LA. Like we have a warehouse, like. Ben and Bobby's like, you could have X amount of space on ours, you know? And oh, yeah. Revelate's like, you could have this one, you know, we're moving out of this one. And we're moving into the old hundreds. Yeah. You're, you're, you can have a second yeah, floor. Yeah. yeah. And Huff's like, we have space for you. Come move here. And I was sitting there like, 
am I just, am I going to move this brand just to LA for a financial reason only, you know, like I felt like I love the city and I love the culture and everything that was the essence of San Francisco and the brand that I, at the end of the day, I was like, no, I'm going to toughen out and, and fuck it, you know? And for yeah. better, or, better or worse, you know, that's what I did. And everyone thought I was crazy. Right. I was. There's always like the Jeremy Fishes and the Sam Floreses and people like that stuck around that I always yeah. like, like they just were like, I hey, am, we're, we're San Francisco artists. And I always like gave them like so much props for that. I feel like you're in that similar category. San Francisco is not an easy city to, to make it in, you know, especially having stores and retail and yeah. brands yeah. is because it's expensive, you know, like Bobby and Ben were like, how much are you paying people to pack boxes for you? That's ridiculous. You know, how much is, how much is your square foot for your warehouse? You know, and they're like, move to LA. Don't stop being dumb. You know, you know did you, did you do, <laughs> did you do coffee before uh, Ronnie Feig did? Uh, I don't know. You know, I think I think you might have. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think Kith Treats might have did a little Benny Gold bite there. Brad. I don't know. I love that. Thank you. I love that. It was fun. You know. Yeah. You know. Also, I always re- I always thought it was so uh, admirable that you had that little like come ask me question hour or like was a day yeah. of the week that you could go in there and like sit down if you had if you were like a startup guy or if you had questions and maybe even yeah. just like a designer that needed like. Hey, how do you do this vector tool or something cool like that? You're always there to help people. But that's the kind of shit I love about Benny and Bobby and like, you know, like it's just like approachable that you can can touch them. You can reach out and be like, that's the guy, you know? Honestly, Benny, like when you told us that you liked our stuff, I was like, I think someone hacked into Benny Gold's account. Oh yeah, I was (laughs) geeked out. I was like, no way. He, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, There's those things like, like through tall, I've met a lot of people, and then and I've always been like, every time it's still like, it's still amazing to be like, oh my god, that person's. I'm talking to that person. Like yeah, when you start talking with Bobby on the like DM, it's like, oh my, I never thought this point would come. And then it was like the same thing with you when you hit me in the DM. I was like, oh, uh, 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 tall. Uh, <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, no, but I just uh, See, now, I was like, I was looking at like how come they didn't invite me yet, motherfuckers? Now, bro, <laughs> I'll so tell, I'll, I will tell that. you what, Benny. There are some friends, like my best friend being Aaron Levant. You know, yeah. he's a godfather of fucking streetwear. Yeah, I there's days where I'm like, I can't ask Aaron to be a part of this, or like even Bobby. I got Ben before Bobby because I'm yeah. like, <laughs> one, I'm afraid that my best friends are gonna turn me down. You know, I've always had that like. I'm waiting for Bobby to be like, why haven't you asked me to be on this? Because I'm afraid of you saying no. We're not on that on a Benny Gold level yet. <laughs> oh, I love that. Like Aaron, like I'm, I'm waiting for Aaron to be like, I'm just too busy. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I come and stay at your house and I don't talk to you. <laughs> it's even worse here in Vegas because Vegas is like really kind of a small town vibe. So everyone in Vegas right. is like, why haven't you been on the show yet? Why haven't you got us on the show? Because like, I don't, oh, I, yes. cause, yeah, cause oh, I don't hey, want to. Hey, we're still, we're still <laughs> yeah. That's a hard one. You got to put you on the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, so I was wondering. Um, oh, now I just lost it. Hold on. It's going to come to me. I'll, I'll come back. What, um, what project are you working on right now that you're allowed to talk about, Benny? Like, are you working on something like that's like making you geek out a little bit? Uh, yeah, I'm just work, I'm working on uh, the comeback season for the Warriors for 2021. Which will be good. Yeah, so we just wrapped up. We've made a commercial for them. I designed a couple logos and some stuff for them. So you'll be seeing that in a couple couple months. Uh, Just wrapped up some Xfinity holiday stuff we just dropped. Yeah, it's always moving, you know? 
Shit. But I really want to do something for my own brand again. I just don't know what it is yet. And that's why it's been, that's been on hold. Yeah. I saw you tease the hat. Like you had it, you dropped a hat a little while ago, like a month or two ago. Right. With yeah, a, it was a collaboration. It was a collab. It yeah. was, um, it was with thread beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you also did like some stamps for the post office that I thought oh, were yeah, amazing yeah. too. Thank you. Um, uh, well, off the top of my head, you just, um, I really wanted to talk to you about the, the whole auction for the, all your collection of shoes oh, yeah. and, Fuck. and merch. Duh. Okay. Was that something that, that you kind of got to the point where you like felt that it didn't have like the, the value anymore that you like the more personal value. I know it still had the street monetary value, but like the emotional attachment and you felt like you could part with it or were you just running out of space? Cause I know like San Francisco, you know, eventually <laughs> you're just like, Hey, I can't put all this nicely organized packages of shoes everywhere. Uh, you know, what it is, it's, it's separating your ego out of stuff, you know? And I kept it around because I thought that my whole identity was wrapped up in all that stuff. You know, like I had it on display in my, in my office and my warehouse. And I was like, you know, look how cool I am. Like who I, this, my whole identity was wrapped up in this thing. And when I was closing the brand, I was like, who am I without this? Like, who am I if I'm not on the cover of Hypebeast anymore? The, or, all the stores want to carry my brand. So letting that stuff go to someone who appreciates it more is what's just part of me evolving and growing, you yeah. know, and, and not being tied down to who I was and or what people think I should be. And it was such like a collection of grails that like most people would have been like, you know, I've heard stories like Ben Baller sold all of his dunks and made a million dollars. Like you could have easily like made it a come up story, but you didn't, you spun it and like donated it all the proceeds. Uh, if I could have made a million dollars, I'd have been a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like so many people are like more in it for the, the the money. And I felt like it was really like, you're like, I'm not, you know, do this for like a, a cause more or less. Well, well, the the one I did for a cause was, was all the Huff gear. Oh, right. that was the, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that was after he passed away. And I just was looking at all this stuff that we've done together and I'm proud of it all, but I wanted to mean a little something, you know, yeah. and help, you know, help people you know, hopefully not lose his other friends like we lost. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be hard. I mean, yeah, yeah it'd be hard. For, but, yeah. the sh- but the shoe collection, I, uh, I did a raffle for things because I was getting offers to buy it out as like one full set or, you know, everyone wanted to piece, piece it out. Everyone only wants dunks right now. Yeah. yeah. All the all the dunks you had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still had them in the boxes. And I have, I, yeah. I, I have a question just because now we're talking about it. <laughs> um, you know the kid Warren Lotus? Um, no, who's that? He's the kid that Nike is suing right now. Oh, you know, yeah. The the yeah. Yes. What do you think of things like that, Benny? And I, and I know you, I, like, you have friends at Nike, so, like, I, the way you can talk about it. I just call it, like, yeah. the knockoff hustle. Yeah, the knock. Like, what do you think of people? Do, do you think people are, they do that kind of stuff to, you know, to, you know, move move up or, like, Cause even Bobby had a post today about that. Yeah. I didn't see know, it. I haven't been yeah. on social today. It was about like how the air force one was like the most used silhouette of the year. Right. And Nike only made like one of them, you know? Yeah. For me to, I can't really, I'm not really educated enough to talk about that yeah. stuff, you know, but it's to me, the bootleg and has always been part of streetwear, you know, like right. re- yeah, reappropriating and, you know, and, and doing it. But for me as a designer, I don't, I haven't touched much of it at all. Right because I always looked at it as, as low hanging fruit, you know, like everybody yep. knows that they like this, you know, like everybody mm. knows they like Charlie Brown and you put that together, you're going to, it's, it's going to sell easy. Everyone knows you, they, they like the dunk. So I'm like, I'll make my shoe look like the dunk, you know? Mm. Yeah. No, I guess you're right. 
So I've, I've always tried to make stuff more original than, you know, just for myself as an artist, but that a reappropriation has been built in, in, in the streetwear's DNA since the beginning. And yeah. so I think it's, it's part of the culture. And I think it's, we wouldn't be here talking without that. Part. Right. It's like yeah. touch the stove until you get burnt. And then yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, you, I you're going to know, you know, there's going to be consequences. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad, you know, cause Warren, Warren's oh, yeah. a, Warren's he's a friend. I mean, I'm wearing one of his shirts right now, but I'm like, yeah. just when Nike gets their claws into you, it's just like, well, I actually heard something too crazy that Nike was like, you know how Nike has like a, an internal like a uh, storefront that they give away for like employee sales. Yeah. So they were going to do some super hot shoes this, this for this Christmas break. And they're going to like give it away for their employees at their employee discount. And it was going to be like an online drop just for employees. And they sold out like in a minute. So now Nike was mad that an employee was using a bot to buy all the, sh- the employee shoes. <laughs> and now Nike is so upset about it that they're really going to look into this, this whole bot thing and maybe try to put a stop to it. If anyone can do it, if anyone could probably have a chance at getting rid of that, it's, it's them. It's you them. Know. <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's part of the culture. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was listening to a podcast and they're talking about mixtape culture and hip hop too. And how like when the record industry went after all the mixtapes, like yeah. they knew it's part of the culture and if, and the industry wouldn't be there without the mixtape, same with streetwear wouldn't be, be there without the Was that the Mike Tyson one? No, this was like oh. uh, louder than a riot or something. Oh. NPR. Yeah. I think I watched that. Yeah. Mike that Tyson had a, uh, who did he have on there? This one had DJ drama on it. Yeah, hold on. I got to look it up because I listened to it. it. Like, I just listened to it the other day. It was so good. I was like... Did you watch that was, Tyson fight? I did. You did? Oh, yeah. It was, I'm a Tyson fan. Yeah. It was Tony Touch. And oh, they man. talked about mixtapes. You know, it was really cool. It was really cool. And he's working on a documentary right now about about mix about mixtape DJs, Benny. So oh, yeah. it's it was really oh. cool. It was a cool listen. Talks about quick, drama... He talks about Khaled and all the new, like the newer guys, you know, and, and then he's like, you know, now DJs just have playlists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Playlist is appropriated now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, Tony Touch's 50th mixtape was amazing. I mean, he Tony, 50, he had 50 Tony, MCs in a room and he passed yeah. the mic around. Sick. Tony Toka, man. Like going yeah. to, oh, to ASR back in the day and like, you know, I always look at Bobby Ruiz, the owner of Tribal. Yeah. was always a really close friend of mine so like I love Bobby. he always had the coolest people at his booth and i just remember tony touch like djing at their booth break dancers everywhere i'm like this is what every booth should look like it was that the reef girls then lost had their artists <laughs> painting lost had their artists painting like the surfboards you know and i was like asr was such a party and i was like does anybody do any business here you know, no the like, reef girls are great though yeah 100 <laughs> you know it's it was really, uh, you know, growing up seeing all that, and then, and then streetwear, like the new version of streetwear started, and it's just like a bunch of dudes, you know, yeah. it's just like it was different, you know. Yeah, so ways of beef cows. I did mention that you're gonna drop, maybe drop some clothes again. Uh, is that maybe, maybe just on like an e-commerce kind of like website, maybe basis, or is it like e- more c- collabs? I don't know to tell you the truth. I, I'm feeling the itch again. I just wanted to be to make sense. I don't know what, what that entails yet or what, or how or why. I just want to do like another logo t-shirt just to do it. You know, when you had those artist collections and you like would find a product that they like liked and then you yeah. would like make, you would reinterpret it with the Benny Gold branding. Like you had that one that was like the pencil kit. You yeah, like yeah, made yeah. so many cool things that were like along those lines that I think like 
This, you'll figure, you'll find something that'll be like, oh, that's gonna the be the light bulb moment. Yeah. It's coming, Benny. I mean, everyone, everyone wants a, an, another, you know, paper plane hat. Everyone like, yes. I need to figure something out. I just don't know what or how or why. Or that's the why is what I'm looking for. Right. The why, you know, like I know how to right. make stuff. I just don't. I just want to give it the why. And I got a couple. I got like two more questions, but yeah, um, so I actually I, I read this and I, I I wasn't sure, but did you technically change your last name to Gold? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I my wife, that. my wife won't let me. Oh yeah, I read that maybe you did that to become more in line with the brand, and I was nah. like, wow, I don't think so. But that's cool. Like that's commitment. If you did that, I was for it because so many people would go by pseudonyms all the time. But like, I was like, oh, that's I'm I mean, for it. You know, you know what's funny about that when I joined the agency and um and they're like, all right, what's your email should be? And I was like, and I wrote down my you know regular my real name, my government name. And they're like, no one's going to know who you are with this name. Like people are going to try to email you and don't know what it is. So like, right. let's, let's just run Benny Gold again. I'm like, all right, let's just keep running it. You know? Yeah. You got to keep running it. Uh, you put in, you put in 20 plus years. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But it's funny yeah. when it's like your work email, but it still has your like stage name. You know? Right. 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 Uh, so then my last one is, uh, oh, I got one more after this, but that's like the fun one. <laughs> but the, the last one is like, what are two things you wish someone had told you before you got started? Oh, I like that. Mm. Wow, well, we've, never, we've never asked that. Well, that, that's an easy one because remember when you when you told me, if, asked me if I was 100% in the brand or still doing side projects or anything like that? Mm-hmm. I wish I would have kept more plates spinning. Okay. You know, like wow, okay. Yeah. In. Keeping pots boiling. Yeah. Like Keeping it. pots boiling. And Jeff Staple warned me about that a long time ago because mm. we were at somewhere with him and I, and I was like, dude, how many brands and projects do you know, do you have going on? He's like, I got like 20 businesses or something, something, something ridiculous. And, and he looked at me and was like, what about you? I was like, I got one, you know, I can barely, <laughs> I can barely keep one going. Yeah. That's oh. the, that's the John Buscemi effect too. I was I'm always, always wondering, like, man, you know, how you do staple and read space at the same time, but yeah. Oh, he has tons, you know, consulting. And, and I think if I was smart enough, I would have listened back then and kept, yeah my design business going plus the brand plus consulting and other stuff, you know? Mm. Well, before you do your last one, that was only one though. Was it the oh, second no. one? Is that two? Oh, is that two? Did you say two? No, you did. You're right. One more. Yeah, go ahead. What do you, um, what do you look at as like, what's your definition of success, Benny? Mm, ha- that's easy. Happiness, man. Like it doesn't matter about right mon- monetary or any of that stuff. And you know, that towards the, Right before when I was really struggling with the idea of closing the, the brand down in business and I was struggling with like, you know, who am I or what am I going to be without it? And, you know, financially all that stuff too. Like I'd come home and see my kids and my wife and, and them just happy to see me. I was like, that's what really matters. Right. You know, the only thing that matters is happy, if, if you're happy doing what you're doing. Right. You, know? and like I, you don't I lo- need a hundred thousand followers. You don't right. need whatever I lo- else. I love that, man. Cause I, a lot of kids listen to this, you know, and they like listen to their superheroes, right? And they, I love when people are truthful and not like lying about things. And it's like, you're right. It's not about 100,000 followers. It's not, it, like it is to be happy, you know? And I struggle with that in my head daily, you know, yeah. just like, what happens if I leave all of this? You know, exactly. like, can I go work at a Starbucks and still be happy? You know, and that's, yeah. that's truth of just like, I don't want to be stressed anymore about like keeping so many people happy, you know? 
And that's, yeah. I think the, the age thing is where I'm like, <laughs> back, back, to, to, back to the age. Yeah. So an old man, you know, well, well, you know what it is? I think we all try to keep up with our peers. Right. You know? And and I fell victim to it too. Like I needed a bigger warehouse because so-and-so had a bigger right. warehouse. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, so-and-so had opened, you know, zoomies. And then I was like, Oh, I should open zoomies. And Oh, now PacSun too, because they're in there. I should keep, you know, just to 20 keep stores. Up. I got to get in yeah. 200 stores. I, I should have never yeah. done any of that shit. And I, and I loved everyone at Zoomies. I loved everyone at PacSun. I loved everyone at Tilly's. But yeah. if I just stuck to my gut of like, I need to do a full year of just like giving things to my friends and keep the hype going and, and build the hype. And, and it just, you know, you get people to back you with money and they're like, we got to get into Tilly's. We got to get into PacSun. I'm like, okay. And then the test orders don't work. And it's like, why didn't they work? It's like, cause no one knows who we are. You know, exactly. it's like the designs are okay, but like, we're going to get better. It's just like, you just dig yourself, you know, into making people happy all the time. Yeah. You just got to follow your gut and you got to listen to the, the right people. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I never listened to Aaron and it bit me <laughs> so hard. Should always listen to Aaron. He's a I, smart dude. Yes, I know that now. Uh, Twenty-seven years later. Yeah, but you could be happy just making a couple of T-shirts and selling it out of your trunk. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, like it's selling that one T-shirt to, and seeing someone wear it is just as good as selling it to Zoomies and seeing thousands of people wearing it. You know, 100%. it's like what makes you happy. One hundred percent. You know, and you, you just follow, you just follow things, you know, like you don't need a fancy car. You don't need all that. You just need to, as long as I'm creating stuff, that's what my sense of happiness is. Agreed. Agreed. So that was like the tough question, but you obviously answered it very easily. Um, and I know you might, it sounds like you might have kids in the room, so you don't have to answer this if you, if you do, um, but it's, what's your favorite curse word? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you can, you, if you, if you can, I got another no. one, so we're going to switch. <laughs> I mean, fuck is always great. You know, oh, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it, it, it. It's, it's like, it's, it puts an emphasis on whatever you're trying to say. Right. It's like right. the exclamation point. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And do you, um, any like, uh, biohacking, like, like body wise, do you like meditate or you got any like coffee tricks or food eating things that like tips and suggestions you think that maybe we should implement into our lifestyles? Yeah. I mean, I've been vegetarian my entire life. My parents are like beads on the door hippies, you know, so I never ate meat. Okay. You know, and that type of stuff, I, you know, I just think really like taking care of yourself in a good way. And I meditate also and keep up my, on my exercise. And that's mostly just to keep myself mentally strong and physically strong. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks for taking some time for us. Dude. I know it's, the, it's nighttime over there. Felt like it went like 10 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. I could talk all night, but <laughs> man, we'll have to do this again soon. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Thank you yeah. so much for your time, Benny. Yeah. Appreciate I appreciate it, guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. For sure. If, yeah, and if you need anything else, any filler or anything, just let me know. We appreciate oh, yeah. it. Thank you so much. Appreciate right, it. Much love, guys. Bye, brother. Yeah, See ya. Bad news. What's going on? That's just terrible. Bad news.